Scott for Scott's here. Do you hear that? Bring the mic in close. That's not how the grass should sound. There's weeds everywhere on this lawn. It's time to take action with Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action. It gets three jobs done at once, kills weeds, prevents crabgrass, and feeds your lawn so it keeps growing strong. Ah, much better. Get a bag of Scott's Triple Action today. It's guaranteed, or your money back. Feed your lawn. Feed it. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Purple Mafia, with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close. Put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Let's jump right into it. The uh, the Boston Massacre. No, I'm just kidding. I might as well... <laughs> I guess the Boston Massacre, a Minneapolis edition of it, was when the Patriots came to town. Talk about an inconsistent team. This whole league has been inconsistent. And for so many reasons, injuries, circumstances, I got a headache right now, folks. And I'm not kidding, I actually do. But I'm here giving you the show, <laughs> despite my NFL headache that is uh, getting pretty, uh, it's getting Percy Harvin level. Dare I say that. And it's not too soon. No, it's not too soon. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I can say it. I don't think anybody's going to have a huge problem with that. Well, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Should I name the title of this episode uh, that? Should I? Should that be the title of this episode? The Vikings and Packers game on Thursday? Or should it be called the, the Dirty Stain? The Dirty Stain. What's the Dirty Stain? Well, what do you think? <laughs> Christian Bonder is a dirty stain on the Minnesota Vikings franchise for so many reasons. But should I come up here and just rag on him and kick him around? Or did the whole team play like garbage? Yeah, I think the whole team played like garbage. Uh, The running game actually was surprisingly decent. There are two guys that were okay, you could say, in this game. Respectable. Matt Asiata and Adam Thielen. And if those are your two best players, you're not going to win the game. (laughs) Matt Asiata and Adam Thielen, the two best players, yeah, you're not going to win the game. (laughs) No, no, you're not. Yeah, and why am I talking about Christian Ponder? Well, of course, because he did uh, have to start the game, much to everybody's chagrin. There was a little fear that, quite possibly, just maybe, 
uh, Mr. Bridgewater wouldn't play for precautionary reasons. You know, let it heal. Let's not mess around here. This, I mean, ankle injuries <laughs> tend to linger on guys uh, throughout their career sometimes if you don't let it heal properly. Um, and sometimes, well, it just depends on how severe the ankle injury is as well. Sometimes they linger no matter what. Like Randy Moss has lingered pretty much his whole career, even though he still turned out pretty good. His age caught up with him at the end earlier than other players. Not sure if that was the only reason, but probably one of them, unfortunately. Uh, but the Minnesota Vikings threw out a quarterback that does not belong in this league. No, he doesn't. Uh, even Fran Tarkenton came out, and yeah, Fran Tarkenton doesn't, he isn't exactly like Alan Page, where he basically gives you nothing. He's basically guarded every time he opens his mouth. Yeah, I know Fran Tarkenton is a, <laughs> he's a wide open gate, you know. He's an open gate when he opens his mouth. He has no filter. Yeah, but still, Fran, uh, Christian Potter doesn't belong in this league. And Tarkenton doesn't necessarily seem like the kind of guy that would just rip off Viking quarterback just because he feels like it. It's because Christian Potter doesn't belong in the league. No, I mean, and I don't, it's like, I feel bad for him because, <laughs> I feel bad for him because this was his chance. This was his chance to show that he has some type of place in this league. Some type of place in this league. I mean, there's third string quarterbacks in the NFL. There's, there are third-string quarterbacks in the NFL, folks, that can go in there and play a little bit. They can they look okay a little bit once in a while. I mean, you can count on them to a point, like, at least... At least you can maybe complete a pass, get your team past the 50-yard line. We'll get back to that shortly. Hopefully I remember, right? <laughs> no, no, I will. Uh, they can at least get you there, but Christian Ponder, I mean, I, good Lord... The guy hasn't learned a thing. A, a guy with a learning capability that is unbelievable academically does not translate to this league, that's for sure. Uh, it's a, definitely a fear factor with him, I gotta think. I gotta think. <laughs> if you hadn't noticed that the last three, four years, whatever, then, well, you must not be watching this this team very closely, and it's Christian Ponder specifically very closely. The guy can't play, no. And I've never really seen such incompetence at the quarterback position since Spurgeon Wynn. I mean, literally, Spurgeon Wynn was as bad a quarterback as you've ever seen, and he was a third stringer back in 2001, the year Dennis Green finally got fired. Oh, 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 boy, like what could have been in 2098 if we had a different slash better coach at the helm. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, I'll let you argue with me about that some other time. Don't call me on that. <laughs> you maybe can, but uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you. I'd take the call, but uh, don't call me on it, though. Just, just don't. Just be nice, all right? <laughs> I don't have. I just want to talk about the what's going on right now, though. I wouldn't mind some historical phone calls from time to time. Just maybe not on Dennis Green. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm already distracted. I'm already just kind of trying to change the subject because this this game review is going to be short. Because what do you want to talk about? Do you really want to talk about a 42-10 to game that looked like it was 56-0? to I mean, the Atlanta Falcon game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers two weeks ago wasn't any worse than this one. It wasn't. This was, this, this actually might have been worse. I'm serious. This might have been worse. Because the Viking defense literally just, like, washed, or just, just literally watched Aaron Rodgers complete passes. 
to players that were wide open. Aaron Rodgers only attempted 17 passes in this game, completing 12 of them for three touchdowns, and of course, no resistance whatsoever. No resistance against the running game with Eddie Lacy. 13 attempts, a mere 13 attempts, got over the century mark and two touchdowns. Eddie Lacy and the and the Packer running game had been struggling since the uh, first week of the season. They were good then, but after that, well, they weren't even that good then either. They've pretty much been struggling all year. And of course, Eddie Lacy had a concussion and all that good stuff, <laughs> or bad stuff, dare I say. And, uh, well, but there you go. Um, he ends up crossing the century mark in only 13 attempts against this rush defense. Jordy Nelson makes one catch. That's it. But it was 60-60 yards because he was wide open and caught the ball about probably 30 yards down the field and ran the rest of the way with no resistance really pretty much at all. Captain Munderland's coverage has sucked big time. Captain Munderland, I thought he was better than this, but for the second week in a row, it was basically no man's land behind him. It was adios, amigo. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad, whatever. <laughs> happy Hanukkah, happy Yom Kippur, happy Rosh Hashanah. I can't, I, I won't want to say it wrong, so I'll, yeah, I don't want to say it wrong, but because that's actually what time of year it is. <laughs> um, what the hell? Seriously, what the hell? Do you, do you really want me to sit here and go on and on about this? Yeah, Christian Bonner is terrible. Worst quarterback ever. Or at least one of them. <clears throat> but I, again, I do feel sorry for him because this was his chance and to at least look like he has some place in this league, but I'm not sure he does. Uh, as for the third string, being a third string quarterback, he's not even a third string quarterback, folks. No, because like I was saying earlier, third string quarterbacks... Might be able to, like, throw a touchdown pass once in a while. I mean, you got Austin at St. Louis. He's nothing great, but hell, he almost led a comeback today. Almost. And let's get to that point I was going to get to, so I don't forget. <sighs> yeah, the Packers are up 14 nothing and all that good stuff. 14 nothing in the first quarter. Easy completions and touchdowns and all that. Same thing in the second quarter, and that's when Christian Ponder started throwing interceptions that were flat gimmies. Pick six, Ponder was back at it. That's when it was 21 nothing Green Bay. Then it was another interception on the next pass! The next pass was another interception thrown right to Julius Peppers. Terrific stuff. Which ultimately led to a Green Bay touchdown. It wasn't a pick six on that one, or anything. <laughs> Good Lord. No, Julius Peppers was the pick six. Pardon me. But uh, the second one was the other linebacker. Excuse me. Peppers is a defensive end. Yeah, I took it. Defensive end and all that good stuff. Took it all the way to Pater. I mean, Julius Peppers, you don't even really think of him. Yeah. You don't even really think of him as a pick six type of uh, player or anything, especially being he's getting older. And everybody's like, oh, Julius Peppers is old. Minnesota's going to roll over this Packer team. Yeah, it would have been nice if Bridgewater was in there, but then again, maybe he would have gotten hurt worse. Okay, let's get back to the ponder points that I was trying to get to. Yeah, you got the pick sixes and all that good stuff, but probably the most damning statistic, the most damning fact of the night was that the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> offense did not cross the 50-yard line until there was about three minutes remaining in the third quarter. Oh my God! You heard that, folks. <laughs> Christian Ponder's Christian Ponder's offense. Christian Ponder, the, the Christian Ponder-led offense. Regardless of Norv Turner is the offensive coordinator or not, 
didn't get across the 50-yard line until there was three minutes or so left in the third quarter. And yes, of course, the Vikings had not scored yet. No kidding, right? But we managed to score uh, 10 points in the fourth quarter with, uh, well, yeah, really early Christian Potter. Oh, he rushed it in. Well, there you go. He rushed it in for a touchdown. Wow, that's basically typical Christian Potter since he can't throw any touchdown passes. Oh, he'll run him in, though. Well, there you go. What a hero. That's great. Just great. Oh, the Vikings got another three and out because Green Bay didn't even give a rat's ass. They didn't really feel like they needed to put up 50 points. Let's just get out of here without hyper-extending a knee or turning an ankle or God knows what or suffering a concussion on a meaningless fourth fourth preseason game of a fourth quarter, which is exactly what it was. So Blair Walsh and Blair Walsh was able to kick a 56-yarder to make it 10. Woohoo! After the Vikings couldn't get the uh, couldn't get in the end zone. <laughs> in their second attempt, look like Christian Potter, man, we might get 14 points, just like just like uh, Mike Glennon in Tampa Bay two year, two two years, yeah, two weeks. It feels like two years as good as Tampa's looked lately. Um, they actually look good now, all of a sudden, or at least decent. Uh, but yeah, no Vikings went up with 10 points. Packers just kind of coasted the rest of the way. Let's get out of here without getting hurt. Yeah, they left guys like Clay Matthews out there in the fourth quarter. Not sure what they're thinking with the injury history of those Green Bay Packer players. Not that I'm concerned for them or anything, but just saying that was a little bit weird. Just a little bit. One more stat that I gotta give you before I just just might throw this SOB of a of a game review in the garbage here and move on into segment number two, the NFC North uh, roundup and the Detroit Lion preview. That's the next game, which will, of course, merge with the NFC North Roundup again. I love when that happens. <laughs> Makes it a little bit easier. It really does. Um, but here's the stat before I ramble myself out of the uh, into oblivion. The Minnesota Vikings have not thrown a touchdown pass since week one. This is beyond belief! You heard that as well. The Minnesota Viking quarterbacks have not thrown a touchdown pass since week one this season, folks. Week one. That's right, week one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, week one. <laughs> what what week is next week? Week five. Yeah, week five. Uh, let's get to a couple of random stats. Jarius Wright did not get to 100 yards. Of course he didn't, but he did manage to get three catches, 27 yards. Really like Jarius Wright. I think he is a possession receiver of the future slot receiver, possession receiver. Not getting some of the decision-making, though, throwing deep to him. I'm not understanding it. He's not tall enough, just like I used to say about Percy Harvin. Wright's a little better at those, but I've never understood deep passes to short receivers. I mean, unless the guy's wide, bleeping open, but when you're throwing it with even a little bit of coverage, I don't know, man. He's not going to outreach anybody. So, I mean, usually you throw that to the tall, tall, stud type of guys. Chase Forrest making a name for himself a bit. Three catches, 31 yards, and he better got gone it because he got because the Rudolph's out for the time being. Marquise Gray with his first catch of the year, 16 yards. It's like his third catch of his career probably in this league. Uh, Joe Banyard managed to get in the game, got it like that. Didn't get a single rush, but did make a catch. Did in fact he made two of them, one of them for 10 yards and one of them for um like one yard. <clears throat> but that's about what you see out of Christian Ponder. He'll scramble around. Um, East-West, East-West. He'll just scramble around, back and forth, back and forth. Oh, he'll get rid of the ball at the last second, and it's a one-yard gain. Well, there you go. That's Christian Ponder in a nutshell. Pretty much. Uh, Adam Thielen with a nice little breakout type of game. 
for his standards anyway. No, no offense to him. Just saying, just saying. I mean, when you're like a fourth or fifth receiver in, the, in this league, you, you, you know, I mean, a four catch, fifty seven yard game is kind of nice, and it was nice to see. I felt good for him. But point made earlier: if Adam Thielen and Matt Asiata are your two best players, you're probably not going to win the game. I mean, you're probably it's probably not even going to be close. And as we saw, it uh, it wasn't, was it? It wasn't. <laughs> Is there anything else I can really get to on this one? Uh, other than the defense looks really bad. Uh, Hodges had four tackles. I like that. Lennon had five, but you know you know why? Because well, Aaron Rodgers was throwing to him for a reason. Harrison Smith injured, and now I'm getting to the point too that I'm going to get to. I'll wrap it up with that. But yeah, Harrison Smith's injured as well, unfortunately. Though the talk is that he will be okay and ready to go for Detroit. I hope so. Another ankle injury. Oh, boy. Mm. Mm. So let's wrap things up on another note. And yeah, do you want me to tell you? Do you really think I'm dwelling on the negative? Or do you think I'm just telling you what I have to tell you? I mean, I'm not trying to dwell on the negative. But it's just, this is what's going on. This is exactly what's going on. Um... The one guy who was getting a couple of sacks out there, a nice little veteran uh, defensive tackle named uh, Tom Johnson, got a couple of sacks. Got a couple of sacks, you know, in the first few weeks there. It was kind of cool. Well, guess what now? He got arrested by Minneapolis police and booked into Hennepin County Jail 3 a.m. on Sunday for one count of trespassing and one count of disorderly audit. Both charges are misdemeanors. It's not the worst thing of all time. In fact, his bail was only $78. <laughs> Seventy-eight dollars, seventy-eight bucks. So let me. So like, so let's see. I have to pay seventy-eight dollars or stay in jail overnight. Okay, here's seventy-eight bucks. You know, even though I'd rather not pay that much money for anything, necessarily for anything as stupid as being in jail. Damn it, <laughs> you know, because you don't want to be in jail for anything. Not that I would have a clue what it's like, but uh, I can I can imagine from TV and all that good stuff. Uh, it sucks. The Viking statement was, we are aware of the matter involving Tom Johnson. We are continuing to gather information and we'll have further comment at the appropriate time. That's about what you expect. Yeah, and how about this stat? One more wonderful little stat for you. Just love it. Just just love it. According to USA Today, which maintains a database of NFL player arrests, the Vikings, that's right, the Minnesota Vikings have had more arrests than any other team since 2000. So we have now... We're now ahead of what the Cincinnati Bengals and Dallas Cowboys were once upon a time. Isn't that great? Johnson's arrest is the 47th for a Vikings player since that year. Oh, boy. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? You guys ready for some better news? Are you guys ready for some better news? Teddy Bridgewater's most likely going to start a quarterback against the Detroit Lions. Let's get to segment number two. But first, a word from Tallgrass. Hey, crisp, cool days and fall colors are upon us. Nothing tastes better this time of year than Zombie Monkey by Tallgrass Beer from Manhattan, Kansas. Zombie Monkey is a robust porter with a lot of amazing flavors that you will love. Don't forget to try 8-Bit Pale Ale, which is the official beer of this podcast. When you see Pac-Man licking his chops, you found an amazing can and an even better beer. Check out the many other wonderful beers Tallgrass offers on their website at www.tallgrassbeer.com. Use their beer locator to see what's available in your area. You can follow Tallgrass on Twitter at TallgrassMN 
and like them on Facebook. Just simply search for Tallgrass Minnesota. Tallgrass Beer, bringing people together over a beer since 2007. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Purple Mafia on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and BlackBerry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. It is the NFC North Roundup segment. Only one game to talk about, because we already talked about the Green Bay Packers, and then ultimately Detroit, which we'll merge into the preview. So that's how it goes. NFC North Roundup and the preview for the following week. That's what segment number two always is. And did you guys want an overly detailed uh, game review for last week? Did you really want me to go on and on about that garbage for another 15 minutes or so? Well, too bad. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) That game was so bad. It wasn't even... You know, I've heard multiple occasions. I've heard multiple cases... In fact, you're going to hear from Brent Jacobson that uh, he shut the game off. You're going to probably hear the same thing from Mr. Dave Hickey out of Iowa as well. The guys, they, they just couldn't stand it. I heard from a guy at work who is a pretty good Viking fan, I'm sure, saying he turned it off within five minutes. I mean, you see Christian Ponder out there and he does what he does. <laughs> I mean, he does what he does in this short amount of time. You just turn it off. But I didn't get that luxury, even though I do enjoy watching the Vikings. That was not one of the occasions where I did enjoy it. On to the Carolina Panthers and Chicago Bears. That's the uh, one game that's not related to last week or this coming week. How about them Bears and how about them Carolina Panthers? A couple teams that, are again, are right at the center of inconsistency in this league. I'm telling you, like I was talking about last week when Neil Natuck Thiesing was sitting on the couch about 10 feet behind me here in the quote-unquote studio, we'll call it, of course. I mean, it's, yeah, you get the idea. It is what it is. <laughs> it's the studio that I have, we'll call it. <laughs> uh, that was kind of fun, actually. I should do that again. Um, but Carolina Panthers and Bears, inconsistent all over the place. Ay-yay-yay. One of those kind of games, too. The Bears started good, finished poorly. Surprise, surprise. Sounds like the Chicago Bears seasons the last couple of years. They started good and finished poorly. Carolina Panthers uh, are kind of team that started poorly and finished good, I guess. That's kind of what they were last year. We'll see how they do this year. Very disappointing loss last week or so from them. Not not understanding it, actually. <laughs> the way they kicked Pittsburgh's ass, and then you see Pittsburgh yeah, doing what they do. I, I mean, oh no, they got their ass kicked by Pittsburgh, pardon me. It just gets interesting with the uh, the Carolina Panthers. They kicked the Lions' ass, pardon me. Um, now they beat the Bears in a nice little comeback, 31-24. Cutler and Co. start good. Throw some interceptions along the way. But ultimately, the Bears literally fumbled this one away. Uh, amazingly, Matt Forte with not only 12 attempts for 61 yards, which is an okay game. Excuse me, 17 attempts. That's a mediocre game on the ground against a good Carolina defense. With obviously Coach Rivera there, former Chicago Bears uh, defensive coordinator. Matt Forte with 12 catches. How about that? Very crazy. Uh, but Greg Olson coming back to haunt the Chicago Bears in a big way with two touchdowns, 72 yards. And of course, the game winning touchdown after Matt Forte fumbled the ball away. A uh, guy that doesn't fumble very often, and that was just lame sauce. I mean, it was like right away the Bears' chance. Here they go. It's a tie game. Carolina just tied it up. 
on a past, obviously a four, or yeah, not obviously, but a field goal that actually tied it up after the Bears scored earlier. It's a seesaw battle in the second half, to be honest with you. That Carolina ultimately won. Uh, but after the uh, after the Carolina Panthers tied it up on a field goal, it's the Bears' chance. Here they come. Let's get her going. And then right away, Mr. Forte fumbles it away. Like on the second play on that, on that series, the attempt for them, they had four and a half minutes to do something with the ball. About five minutes, actually, to do something. Maybe score a touchdown, run the clock. I was thinking, yeah, run the ball, sure. Run the ball, burn the clock, hopefully score a touchdown, and leave the Carolina Panthers with about 15 seconds or something. There you go, rock and roll. That's what you hope for if you're a Chicago Bear in that situation or whatever. The right, uh, right away, Matt Forte fumbles the ball on the on, on the Carolina on the excuse me on the Chicago twenty. Ouch! Carolina takes over, scores pretty much right away. Greg Olson, Cam from Cam Newton, got it like that. They even burned some time too, which was wise with a couple of runs. Did Carolina, and they go on and beat the Bears, and the inconsistency continues to reign supreme. In Chicago, in Chi-Town, the land of Lake Michigan, whatever you want to call it. Ouch. This team is very inconsistent. Uh, They got crushed by the Packers last week. They beat the Jets really impressively. They beat the 49ers in an awesome comeback on the road. 49ers are getting better too, by the way, and I'm loving that. (laughs) Love that. Um, But uh, yeah, this Chicago team, boy, here, here we go again. They're not going to win the division the way they're going. I mean, I was actually picking them to win the division. Two, it's now uh, two games ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was. I guess it was two weeks ago already. Picking them to win the division. They're the front runners. Well, Green Bay's done a little bit of ass kicking to Minnesota and, of course, Chicago. And Chicago has been losing. Yeah. All that good stuff. Choking away a game in Carolina. And, of course, getting hammered by the Packers. Uh, not looking in their house, by the way, in Chicago. Not looking good for them. No, it isn't. So, let's check out on the Detroit Lions, who lost today. Wow. I thought they were going to win, but they lost. The fourth quarter, 11 points, all scored by the Buffalo Bills in this one. Huge loss for the Detroit Lions, which, uh, well, yikes. (laughs) I believe the Bears still hold the tiebreaker over Green Bay, so that's good news for, for them anyway. That's a big loss for the Detroit Lions, though. In Detroit. Ouch. That's got to suck for them. (laughs) Man, that's a bad loss. And Buffalo's a decent team all of a sudden. Um, Semi out of nowhere, we'll say. They have some decent players. Though Kyle Orton nearly threw that one away. I thought he did. Giving up a pick six early on in that game to Detroit. Looked like uh, it was going to be one of those rough games. with Kyle Orton... I mean, wow, it's just, wow, Kyle Orton. Huh. <laughs> the Bears quarterback for quite a while there. He was always kind of an okay backup quarterback. I certainly liked him more than Grossman. If I, you know, uh, you know, if, if I want to, you know, if I was a Bears fan, want them to win, whatever, I certainly would want him in there. But uh, that's how it goes. Basically leading the Buffalo Bills to what he used to do with the Bears, I... Not the sexiest game ever, but good enough. Um, despite that pick six that almost got them killed, <laughs> the Bills got the job done along the way. 17-14 to 14 win. In, <laughs> I just can't believe it. Yeah, 17-14 to 14 win in Ford Field. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really got to suck for the uh, 
Detroit Lions. That's a bad loss. And now they've got to come to Minnesota. Uh, what, what really all is there to say about this game? Buffalo's defense got the job done, I guess, down the stretch. I mean, I guess so. I mean, they did, <laughs> they did what they had to. Of course, there was several sacks in the game. That's a lot of, I mean, there was at least six sacks in the game by Detroit. Darius with three. Hughes with two. And Mario, that's how I was looking for him. Mario Williams, who has been on the uh, Bills the past few years with a sack as well. And number one overall pick years ago by the uh, Houston Texans. Ultimately winding up in Buffalo now. That's what Buffalo, that's what makes Buffalo go is their defense. And wow, I mean, really good job there. Golden Tate continues to shine as the star receiver in in Detroit. Playing more of a possession game versus a deep game. And of course, Mr. Kelvin Johnson, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, I just can't believe I'm looking at this. Mr. Megatron with only one catch and seven yards. Health, health definitely an issue with him. Wow, I mean, what a down year for Calvin Johnson. Yikes. Hmm. I mean, his number's still good, though, which is funny considering his early start to the season, but the last couple weeks, my goodness, I mean, it's been pretty rough for him. It's the same guy, right, Calvin Johnson? Yeah, like the last two weeks, he's had like two catches. Jeez, <laughs> crazy. Like Pettigrew right there, two catches, 12 yards. That's about what Calvin Johnson's had the past couple weeks. Golden Tate, number one receiver with a bullet. Seven catches, 134 yards, including a 55-yarder. Obviously, catch-and-go type of deal, without a doubt. That got things going nicely for Detroit. After Kyle Orton's, or before Kyle Orton's pick six on the next drive that led to a 14-0 Detroit lead, you thought, wow, the Lions are just going to roll right over this Buffalo team that's, you know, was a little bit on the upstart, (laughs) to be honest. They looked pretty solid early on. Boy, look at them now. Ouch, huh? Ouch. Look at the Detroit Lions now. Mm. Another inconsistent team. Another team you never know what you're going to get. Copyright Forrest Gump. That's basically what's been going on throughout the league this year. I mean, you never know what you're going to get. Buffalo one week, or for the first few weeks, looked really good. Then they look like, ah, here come they, they suck again. And now here we go, a win in Detroit. I mean, okay, their starter, their quote-unquote starting quarterback, Emmanuel, E.J. Manuel, pardon me, not available for this one. And they win the game with Kyle Orton. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's just getting weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. And it's not going to stop getting weirder, is it? Um, don't know what to, don't really know what to make of this season. It's getting uh, really freaking crazy. Mm-mm-mm. So, what do we expect from the Minnesota Vikings against Detroit in TCF Bank Stadium this upcoming Sunday? What to expect? Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I do expect a much better played football game. Ridiculously better played football game. It'll be nice to come back home. It'll be nice to have Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. And the fact that Detroit almost never wins in Minnesota. Like I always say, when the Vikings beat Tom Brady, I'll be a believer. When the Vikings beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field, I'll be a believer. Detroit has beaten Minnesota in the Metrodome a couple times, but very few times. Like two, And now, obviously, they, well, they've never played us in TCF, and they'll only have two shots at it. I personally think the Detroit Lions never win a game in TCF. <laughs> I don't think they will. 
unless the Detroit Lions are just like amazing next year, but this year they're decent, but I don't know. I don't know what to make of this Lions team. The Vikings defense is what scares me, though. And I gotta think Mr. Coach Zimmer is gonna have... I'm gonna think, I gotta hope and pray he's gonna have these players... <laughs> these players' asses in the right position this time around. I mean, I gotta think so. And if if the Vikings have mo- have the same defensive lapses again, hmm, <sighs> it's either time to start cutting people or to start saying, "Okay, look here, he- look here, head coach, what's going on? You know, this is this is what you're all about. What's going on here? It's time to either start cutting players or like start questioning the coaches a little teeny tiny, teensy tiny bit." Not ready to push him out of town or anything. Not even close. But at the same time, it'll be like, what? what's the deal here? I mean, it can't be this bad. <laughs> and no, I don't think it's Mike Zimmer's fault. No. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it'll be like, what? What? what is going on here? Are these players that bad? Or is your scheme not working with this particular guy? Like, what What? What the hell? What the hell can you when we make of this one? Um, Detroit... I don't know what to make of that team. I mean, Drake Bell's Jake Well was out this week. That didn't help. Win led the this guy named Win something called Win <laughs> George Win led the way for the Detroit Lions in this one with forty eight yards in the ground. All right, <laughs> good stuff. Matthew Stafford, another Carson Palmer esque type of game. Not the I mean, only one touchdown, one interception, two hundred and twenty four yards. And about little uh, about fifty percent passing. Another Carson Palmer tech game. Very similar. I've compared him to Carson Palmer with Cincinnati post ACL. Post ACL, because pre ACL he looked like Peyton Manning two possibly. And not quite his version, quite as good version, but close. He was that good. And uh, Matthew Stafford is looking like that guy. Where some weeks he's awesome, and some weeks he's just this one touchdown, one interception. 50% guy. He's just not that great. He's just like another... Hmm, he's another Castle, basically. He's Matt Castle one week, and he's uh, he's good Carson Palmer the next week. It's just like, alright then. What's Matthew Stafford going to do against the Vikings? He's had good games. He's had bad games. A lot of it depends on <laughs> if Mike Zimmer can get these players in the right position... And again, I do have faith that he will. Um, and I also do think Teddy Bridgewater being back in the lineup, back under center, so to speak, or, well, in fact, will uh, boost the morale of this team. I don't think having number seven out there in Lambeau Field did anything positive for the morale of the Minnesota Vikings. And again, it's not like he was the only problem out there because the defense was horrible, going along with Ponder being horrible. But the morale of the team sank to depths of, uh, well, <laughs> the marinara, mar- marinara, the marina trench, pardon me, <laughs> the marina trench in the, in the ocean. You know, it, it dropped pretty low. It's going to be back up again with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. And the Vikings always play well at home against the Detroit Lions. I don't know what it is with certain teams in certain places. Sometimes, though, obviously it's a spectacular quarterback and you have no success against him, like Rodgers in Green Bay and like Tom Brady in general. I think the Vikings win and I think Detroit's uh, chances of winning the division are going to sink because that'll be a two-game losing streak for them. And Green Bay is probably going to keep winning the way they're going. Got all of that. Uh, (laughs) Not so much. 
Watch out for Golden Tate, though. Uh, the Vikings are having trouble. Uh, I mean, they're, they've are they been giving up deep passes. That depends on Kelvin Johnson's health. But it also depends on some tackling and some good angles. And the Vikings have not been having good angles or good tackling of late. Uh, after the catch, it's getting really bad. Golden Tate could run one into the end zone. And we may see a defensive last, but that does not mean the Vikings will lose the game. Though they might. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Vikings win in this one. Even though I do think, I do fear the Detroit defensive line. Absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't? They've, they have a good defensive line. They've been keeping teams under uh, under ch- in check the last several weeks. So it's going to be a definite challenge for the Vikings going into this one. So ultimately, I don't think this is going to be a particularly high-scoring game. I'm going to go with... It's, it's going to be low scoring, uh, kind of. Yeah, I'm going to go with Vikings 24. It's not going to be 41 again. 24. Detroit is going to get 17. Two touchdowns and a field goal. Will I be a mile off again? Probably. <laughs> It'll probably be miles off again like it always is every week. But I think the point spread itself will be fairly close. But don't bet on it. <laughs> don't tell anybody I told you to bet on it because I, I, I didn't. So... Don't put me in trouble now. Don't don't you dare. Don't you dare, because if I'm wrong, don't come after me. Doggone it. <laughs> I do fear Detroit, Detroit's pass rush, though, yes. Especially with uh, the situation regarding Teddy Bridgewater and obviously his, his ankle. Detroit's one of those teams where it seems like historically people come out hurt playing against these guys. It seems like it's always like that. Especially when what's-his-name was the coach, Mr. Jim Schwartz. Mr. Mr. Let's-just-let-go-ape-crap and get penalties all over the place. So we're just going to have to see what happens in this one. They were able to sack the uh, Buffalo quarterback, Kyle Orton, twice in the game. So they didn't really rush him that much. And, and Orton did manage to complete 30 passes. So, okay. Maybe we'll see some nice passes from... Teddy Bridgewater, who actually looked like Favre on a couple of the bullets he threw. It's not a matter of comparing him to Favre necessarily, but it was those bullet passes that Teddy Bridgewater can throw were a thing of beauty. And you were never going to see that out of Christian Ponder in a million years. Seeing it out of Bridgewater in his first start, pretty damn cool. And I think we'll see some more of that going into this week. I think the Vikings win 24-17. I think they will be good enough to beat the Detroit Lions. With all the injected, uh, well, better morale. You're at home. Bridgewater's starting. Detroit's not playing particularly well. Stafford is probably not going to do all that well. But again, you will see some. Def- you will see at least one defensive breakdown. I'm sure in this game. But at the same time, I think Zimmer's defense will be significantly better with the way he's approaching things this time around. I mean, I don't think we're going to see three weeks in a row where the defense gets uh, literally walked on. For multiple touchdowns. Literally wide open catches for touchdown. I don't think you're going to see that. You might see one. <laughs> Maybe. But it might be just like the guy just beats you. Golden Tate. We'll see. So, alright. 24-17. We will leave it as is. And on to the fan interaction segment. Oh, goody. We got two calls though, like I said. We're going to start off with Dave Hickey and Brent Jacobson. And then on to Facebook and on to Twitter.
shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Contact us and support Purple Mafia by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. Hickey. Hi, Dave Hickey. This goes out to Joey and the Purple Mafia faithful. The team is playing with a lot of emotion and heart after losing our best player on offense, AP, and our field general on defense, Greenway. The troops rallied around everybody that could play. Credit the coaching staff for calling a great game plan and getting everybody involved and making some gutsy calls late in the game. Zimmer was playing to win, not just playing to stay in the game like Frazier would. If we get the defense to play like they did against the Rams and the offense to play like they did against Atlanta, then we have a team that can win against anybody. With this coaching staff and a couple more playmakers, we will win a championship soon. Good luck in Green Bay and Skull Vikings. Thanks. And like I did last time, I'm going to jump in before we get to the second call so I can comment more uh, solely on Dave's call here. Very cool. Very nice call. Uh, It was made... After the Atlanta game and before the Green Bay game, I was saying I wasn't taking calls in that show, but I didn't say it soon enough, and I didn't say it on the, I should have just said it on the episode. I should have thought about it ahead of time, and I apologize. But what's cool about this call right here made by Dave, it's not necessarily an Atlanta call. It's more of a Minnesota Vikings in general call. So a perfect call for that situation anyway. Uh, very cool. He's very optimistic about the future of the Vikings. And, yeah, I am too, despite the fact that Green Bay game, I mean, yeah, ultimately, we can complain and whine about it, but the good news is we can throw that one away and move on, like I said earlier, and I do think that uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, playing in that game probably would have been a mistake anyway. In fact, I might not have even said that. (laughs) I'm just so distracted by all the negative stuff, but Bridgewater playing in that game probably would have been a mistake anyway because of his ankle situation and all that. Um... Yeah, I mean, the Vikings probably weren't going to win that game anyway. And what if he got hurt worse? All that good stuff. So on to the what Dave had to say. Mostly, yeah, I mean, Mike Zimmer's defense is pretty good. Unfortunately, the Green Bay game kind of distracted us from that, at least for one night. Distracted us from the optimism of, <laughs> of what it had been earlier against St. Louis. And it looked respectable against the Saints. Uh, only 20 points. Scored by the Saints. Uh, Atlanta, the defense, with uh, after a couple of horrible mishaps, looked good as well. Frustrated Matt Ryan, which I think it's going to be a similar type of game against Detroit, just not as high scoring, we'll say, because Detroit's not as good as Detroit, and Matthew Stafford are not as good as Matt Ryan. It's just, uh, yeah, they're just not. Um, Kelvin Johnson's not healthy either, and all that good stuff. It's not good, even though Tate, I think, is dangerous. It's going to be more of a Saints game, except I think the Vikings will be successful. They'll score more this time around. 
Yeah, that's what I do believe in that case. Uh, very, very positive about that, though. Yes, the offense looked amazing against Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is pretty bad, though. That's one thing to think about. But Bridgewater, I think, can complete passes under heavy duress and under pressure. And I also think he can, uh, yeah, just like the Gump, good under major pressure or massive pressure, whatever it is. <laughs> Gump, that's the Teddy Bridgewater thing, which is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's capable of completing those passes regardless of how good a defense is. Yet, at the in the grand scheme of things, he's not going to be necessarily as elite all the time against the best uh, defense, just like anybody would struggle against them uh, as he would be against a bad defense. So, it was a nice confidence boost for the franchise for Teddy Bridgewater and, uh, you know, North Turner's offense, all that good stuff with this team. Obviously, it's won Super Bowls elsewhere, but new time, new new team, new situation. Um, nice confidence boost, though, against Atlanta. No idea what it would have been like against Green Bay, other than I still don't think we would have won anyway, because I think Green Bay still would have wound up with shucks, uh, at least, like, what, 28 points or so. So, uh, <laughs> Not sure what would have happened with Bridgewater and how hurt he really was going into that one. But a nice, optimistic call. So before I run it too long, let's hear from Brent Jacobson. Yeah, this calls for Julian Purple Mafia. Brent Jacobson, take two. Uh, insert throw-up sound here. That was my e take at halftime, and I didn't even bother watching beyond halftime. That game was disgusting. Man, I tell you the, the Ponder freaking sucks. No wonder why we couldn't trade him for even a bag of footballs. Uh, basically, thank God that game's over. On to Detroit now. Teddy should be ready for Next Sunday against Detroit, focusing in the lines straight and learn, live and learn from this arse whooping we got from Green Bay and move on from there. Thanks, Joey. See you later. Bye. And I thank you for that call, Brent Jacobson. Thank you very much indeed for that, and that definitely summed up a lot of my thoughts for the game and a lot of people's thoughts. Definitely speaking the mind of the fans there. Definitely. Um, it's like not too much to add to that, really, because because of that. It, it's just perfect. I mean, sums it up great. Definitely um, both of these calls were fantastic. Uh, yeah, Ponder does freaking suck. And, yeah, I mean, ultimately, yes, we can throw that one in the bag. And on to Detroit and Bridgewater will be back. Yeah, very, very good call. Definitely keep calling Brent. Definitely call again Dave as well. And yes, both of you, great job keeping the calls at about a minute or less. Very cool. Um, that is exactly what I want on this show. You know, just kind of getting getting to the point, getting some nice stuff out there, keeping it to about a minute. Those two calls, perfect Purple Mafia calls right there. So, <laughs> definite, definite good job, both of you. You guys are both star candidates, by the way. I'll just say that. For now, doesn't guarantee a star, but <laughs> you will be star candidates without a doubt for this show. So, onto the Facebook page. And you heard how to get, uh, well, obviously, you search for it in Facebook. 
like in the contact details mentions. I always like to start off with what people say when I post about, up oh, the newest show is out, and all that good stuff, because usually you get a little comment of how they felt about it. Uh, Tanae Brown, out of New Zealand, says, off to the library to do some study and listen to the podcast. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the game today, shall we? Thank you very much, Tanae. Thank you so much for your listenership as well. Really cool. Really appreciate him. He's a he's a gold star winner, multi multi several time gold star winner for Timberwolves Explosion. In fact, I think he owns the all time record for that. I wish I had kept record of it, which actually I probably should have. Shame on me for that. Mark Carlson, a guy who's definitely up there in the all time gold star range. In fact, he may actually be the king. I'm not sure exactly. Dave Hickey's up there. A lot of guys are up there. Uh, Mark saying thank you for the gold. Wahoo! Wait till I tell all my verbal friends. Like Carly, like, yeah, like Carly, on, honestly, as much as I look forward to the game each week, and if you knew me, you would know I am so serious about Viking football, I also get excited to listen to the Purple Mafia show and hear what Joey and everyone else has to say about the team and their play. And thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very, very much for what you had to say there. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, they were talking about the, uh, well, I got a alert on the MRI and all that good stuff on Bridgewater. No damage. And Robin Sullivan saying, that's a blessing. Brett McCarthy saying, yes, let's go kick some cheese head butt. I wish. Yep, Gerald String simply saying, awesome. Yeah, I had a good feeling about it. And then it's like, ah, damn. <laughs> and then they put out the, uh, the injury report and all that good stuff. I was kind enough to post it. I'm glad I did. Only one comment, but apparently a lot of people saw it. Uh, and the Mark comment is Mark Carlson saying, ready for the game, let's roll. Oh, I was too, and man, I wish. God, I wish. <laughs> Bridgewater did return to practice, but not until Thursday. So, Or, excuse me, Wednesday. Wednesday. Very limited, though, unfortunately. So that's usually a situation. Ponder to start tonight was a simple post. That's all I had to put there, and it got a lot of... Uh, Comments, I'm probably not going to read all of them. In fact, a lot of it turned into in-game comments. And in fact, it got a yeah, like little back and forth between Brent and Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian saying, Ponder can kiss my ass. He's a great guy, but not a quarterback. Yep, Mark Carlson saying, I hope the game will be as close as Paladino Joey estimated. Yeah, I wish it was. Oh, boy. Good solid tackling and tight coverage in the backfield with lots of pressure on Mr. Rogers. It might be his neighborhood, but we are the Vikings. Aru. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's funny. Wow, listen to this guy, Sebastian. I hope Christian Potter breaks his pelvic bone. Carl O'Neill saying, can anyone say defense? This is the time for Zimmer's mark to be made. Yeah, it was just nonstop frustration for everybody. Oh my, I mean the anger, the frustration for everybody. Dave Hickey saying, nothing pisses me off more than the commentators being smart asses about the game. We don't have the best running back in the NFL. Lost lost the top two quarterbacks, Pro Bowl tight end, and linebacker. We are down to shitty ponder, pardon my language and, and his language, <laughs> at his worst and playing in a very hostile environment. Mm-hmm. Sebastian saying, them saying it ain't Ponder's fault at all. But he isn't calling coverages and throws it off point. Todd Grunlian said, prediction Vikings trade Ponder. Team to be decided, Ponder ends up with the Super Bowl ring just like T-Jack. 
Yeah, you never know. That's about usually how it goes, isn't it, Todd? <laughs> it, 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 isn't it, though? Like, we get we cut Brian McKinney. He gets a Super Bowl ring. Um, Todd Stussy goes to the Super Bowl. He was actually a decent player, but left for more money or whatever. Or we didn't want to pay him anymore, and he was getting older. Went to Carolina, lost the Super Bowl to New England. Uh, you had Matt Burke go on and win the Super Bowl. He was getting older, and we didn't want to pay him type of thing, kind of like Jared Allen. All that good stuff about Gerald String staying hard to find. Many bright spots tonight. What a buzzkill after last week. With that being said, we got 10 days off, a little better schedule, and Bridgewater coming back. It'll be a different game next time at TCF. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Uh, Dave Hickey with another comment saying, the only good thing to come out of this game would be to knock Rodgers out for the season. Have the Packers ever been flagged? Yeah, it's like it does seem that way, doesn't it? Lots of back and forth. Oh, my, Brett McCarthy saying, same old ponder. Mark Carlson saying, I'm going to be sick. Uh-huh, just kind of rumbling back and forth here. Uh, Brent and Sebastian going at it a little bit. Brett McCarthy at first saying no. He was kind of depressed about Ponder going in. Tanae Brown saying, it's televised here as well, that being New Zealand. Uh, I was so excited to see Teddy. Yeah, that's the whole point right here. I was so excited to see Teddy in HD rather than an average stream. Maybe Ponder will be out to prove he can still play and have a good game, though. I'm hopeful, and I was hoping so too. But, yeah, um, yeah. You know, we were all looking forward to that game, a Thursday night game, national television, a golden opportunity to see what the Vikings can, what the Vikings are made of. You know, Teddy Bridgewater's out there. Maybe he makes some some great, he threads the needles again, threads the needle again. Just some great passes, Brett Favre type passes. None of it because he wasn't available. And much to his chagrin, he did not look happy on the sidelines, by the way. Just just so you know. So then let's move on. Hi, post-game. Yeah, I was just like, uh, post-game thoughts, guys and girls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Todd Vandermeer out of Indiana. Hey, buddy. How, how have you been? Hope you're still listening and all that. Great to hear from him again on the Facebook page. Says, looks like the whole team does not want to play for Ponder. Yeah. Last week they played with a heart. Played like they knew they could win. Ponder takes any possibility of winning out of this team. Yep. Yeah, that's a uh, very, very, very good comment by Todd Vandermeer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, with Ponder out there, you know the morale dropped below the Marina Trench. It, it did. Uh, Gerald Sring saying, I just felt sorry for Ponder. I think Todd V. above kind of sums up, sums it up pretty well. Just no team chemistry or hard going for tonight. Half-ass try, tries to make catches, etc. Yep, I mean, it was a lot of half-ass going on. Carl O'Neill saying, it's Thursday night. Vikings are always late to the uh-huh, are always late to the party. It was an all-around abject failure for this team. How could you let Lacey run for 10 yards at a crack? Biting on play action on second drive after one run. This team needs more help than just a quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Really sums it up very well there, Carl. Yep. Very, very good comment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a star candidate. And again, like I say, not everybody will get a star, but sometimes they do. Maybe uh, maybe there'll be ties at bronze or silver, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that's a star candidate comment right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Jacobson posting a picture there. Uh, Jerry. <laughs> honk, if I, honk if I suck at fantasy football. Yep, that sounds good. 
Jerry Hicks saying brutal. That's the only thought I have at this point. Just brutal. And Jerry Hicks is in St. Louis, for, uh, formerly of Minnesota, but St. Louis uh, as of years ago. Yep. Viking fan in St. Louis. Very cool. Nice to hear from him, by the way. He made the song that, uh, that you heard in the past. I'll probably play it on here again. It's just now that I've got some ads. So um, it's harder to kind of fit it in there. But um, yeah, that Go Vikings, you know, the way he did it. It was pretty cool. Solistar Thomas saying Ponder is who we thought he was. <laughs> yep. Copyright Dennis Green. And let him stay on the team. Yeah, Musgrave is somewhere laughing. Vince Germano, yes, sir. <laughs> of the Showtime and T-Wolves show, and of course of the Courtside podcast. Showtime and T-Wolves show I do with him and Courtside podcast. One of the best basketball shows you'll hear out there. Him and Hank McCoy. My goodness. Do check that out. Uh, he's saying, Joey, mate, for the first time in a long time, I think I can finally say my Cleveland Browns are better than the Vikes. Yeah, well, they won again this week, too. Son of a gun. They won again this week, too, Sunday. They won by one by one, by one point over Tennessee, but hey, a win's a win. Uh, and at least for one week, they certainly look way better than the Vikes, but if I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater than, uh, than Manziel, though. Uh-huh. Todd Grunlian saying, we just can't seem to get our feet underneath us this year. I think we all knew the outcome in advance when it was determined that Ponder was going to start. And I'm going to say this before I forget because I think I said, oh, I think the last time I mentioned this was before Todd started listening to this show. That Baltimore or- Orioles logo. He has a Baltimore Orioles logo for his profile picture. That's who I'm cheering for to win the World Series. So, Todd, I'm, I'm on your side. I'm not on no Kansas City Royals. Or Washington this, or... Well, I mean, I mean, I kind of like them out of the National League. That'd be kind of cool, by the way. But yeah, I'm on Todd's side. Ball, go Baltimore. That'd be very cool. Uh, Yankee, yeah, cool. Nice, he's been posting about every week here. I do appreciate that. Very cool to hear from him. He goes, last, last night was vicious. I can usually finish a bad game, but with company over last night, everyone voted to turn it off and put on a movie after the touchdown in the third... Vikings are not a comeback team, and with Punish performance tonight, I hope it shuts his bandwagoner up. Because he should never be a starter in the NFL. Yeah. Christian Ponder should not be a starter in the NFL in any way, shape, or form. He should probably not play another game in the NFL. Literally, like I said earlier in the show, Fran Targeting said on Dan Barrero that Ponder should give up football. He said it. He absolutely said it, and he wasn't just over-exaggerating and acting like a clown. He legitimately meant that. He's just, It's not for him. Christian Punter is not a football player, folks. He maybe could have been a decent... He was decent in high school, and he was okay in college, probably, and that's about it. <laughs> Yankees saying, let the Packers have this one. We'll see them again in November with a healthier Bridgewater. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. <laughs> Matt Emer out of the U.K., Welcome back, buddy. I, I thought you ran away from me. <laughs> Legitimately, I thought he ran away. I was like, "Where's what happened here? What's going on? So really cool to hear from him. I hope you're listening. So um, he says, all, ponder, all Ponder's thought, of course. Seriously, though, I know we were getting pounded, but it pisses me off where the team stops trying. Many players just gave up. It looked like it down the stretch. It was a morale killer. Malcolm out of California saying our line, our O-line sucks and they better step up for Teddy. Khalil is really frustrating. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Dave Hickey saying, wow, what a difference four days makes. I'm sure Coach Zimmer will have some not-so-kind words to say to the players, and we will make some adjustments. For all you ponders lo- ponder lovers out there, this is why he is a third string. He sucks, and I hope he never plays for us again. Yeah, I hope he never plays for us again either, Dave. And Dave's from Iowa, if I haven't mentioned that already on this show. To those new listeners out there that aren't familiar with anybody yet, because you're brand new. <laughs> oh, man. Man, man. And the ones that I usually, usually when I don't say where they're from, it's usually because they're from Minnesota. You know, so. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. Uh yeah, it's something. And, like, if there's a new caller that hasn't been posting on the Facebook page yet, say your name and your town, by the way. Like, I'm I'm uh, Jacques. I'm Jacques from Rapid City, South Dakota. Jacques. Yep. Jacques Lemaire. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I probably shouldn't even get into that. I was ripping Corey Cove. I, I don't like the guy. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. That, that guy is a... Ugh. I don't like the way he talks to people, man. Corey Cove on KFVN, uh, he's one of the hosts of a show I would never listen to if I, you know, I, I just would never, no, I just wouldn't opt to listen to it, it's garbage. Uh, the Power Trip, no, um, if you listen to it and you like it, that's your opinion. I'm just not entertained by any of those guys, I'm, I'm just not, and Corey Cove is the biggest jerk of them all. End of sermon, end of rant, end of whatever you want to call it, end of tirade. I believe there were some other posts, and I'll see if I can get to them here quickly on the Facebook page. Let's try to get on with this, though. Gotta just put this week in the bank and move on. Ho- hope hope you're enjoying the show, even though I'm, even though it's kind of depressing and all that garbage. Ah, uh, where were we? Not sure if this guy's just like. Uh, it looks kind of like a. Uh, it looks kind of like a. Um, yeah, it looks like a, like a, what, what do they call that? Like a, what is it? Why am I blanking? Spam. There we go. I'm like blanking here. Mark Carlson saying, Ponder to start tonight. Oh no, I can't believe this. So bad, uh, Brent adding a post saying, well, at least the defense showed up tonight. <laughs> I'm hoping slash praying the offense will wake the frick up and soon. And he also said, we want harness. We want harness. We want harness. We want harness. And he's back to the practice squad, I guess. So that means Bridgewater's going to be activated again. That's encouraging. I think there were a couple of replies to Carl Mark, Mark Carlson out of Iowa saying, um, to, I, that was just me saying total buzzkill. And I love the way Mark says, and, and Dion's ears are flapping again. <laughs> yeah, Mark Carlson, not a fan of Dion Sanders. And I certainly wasn't either as a player, even though he was a really good cornerback. He was just a little teensy-weensy, a little bit cocky, you know, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit, you know, just kind of cocky, you know, just a little bit. And I don't like cocky players, just same reason I don't like Richard Sherman. I can't believe I said his name. I haven't been saying his name. I just call him old Mr. Big Mouth in Seattle. But, yeah, I said his name. <gasps> can't believe it. Uh, Dave Martin, oh, yeah, on the Twitter, there's a lot of back and forth between me and him during the game. Yeah, he was saying, was I watching the same game? Sure, Ponder was not good, but that O-line was a joke. Teddy would have had no chance last night. That O-line could not have stopped. A one-legged blind man, I saw at least six sacks and blocking what blocking? (laughs) Blocking what blocking? (laughs) Could not get the run game going against the worst team in the league. 
yeah, they couldn't get the run going against the worst defense, defense uh, run defense in the league. Total crap as to the inner D-line. Oh, my God. You and me could have run past those two. Yeah. I'm a mad, I'm mad as hell. <laughs> Looked half like half the team did not turn up to play. I'm going back to bed. It's Black Friday. If we had played well, might not seem so bad. Problem is, the time scale is too short. Should add a week to the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a supporter of Thursday Night Football, that's for sure, it looks like. <laughs> that being Dave Martin out of Scotland. Lots of back and forth. And now I'm in serious needs of uh, serious amounts of coffee long night considering season is uh, only uh, two-thirds is, is not bad. It's only so far two-thirds to go, still not bad. I think we can survive. Yep. Um, yeah, that's another thing, too, right here. CP84, of course, Cordell Patterson. In, uh, how, how does he... Man, some of these, it's like they're kind of continuing from something else. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Uh, he says... Hmm. Yeah, his biggest issue... Yeah, here we go. I see what's going on. His biggest issue for him is they need to get C, uh, you know, Cordell Patterson involved more. What happened with the jet screen we saw? They should get the guy running the ball. Use him everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, because... um, Yeah, but it looks like he's he's, he's injured now. Like his hip. He's playing, playing hurt, basically. And it's not looking good. And he's not been very good. Um, defense have made adjustments to Cordero Patterson. That's what it sure certainly appears to be what's going on. And he's not getting around it right away here. And I remember even defenses adjusted to Randy Moss. And it was up to him to make adjustments to get better in circa 1999 and into 2000 and such. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Cordell Patterson can uh, look better out there. But when you have Christian Ponder throwing him the ball, it's kind of hard. Hopefully him and Teddy Bridgewater will get something going. And of course, yes, the hip injury does deeply affect a guy's mobility and quickness. Especially in a football, especially on the football field, it's not helpful at all to a guy. So that's a lot of what's going on. Some of these tweets a little bit, yeah, a little bit discombobulated, a little bit like they're kind of continuing off of a previous tweet. So that's the crappy part about Twitter. You only can have like 140 characters. That's, but that's why they call it a tweet. It's just a quick little like I always said, tweet, tweet, tweet. You know. That's, I guess, what Twitter's all about. A quick little thing. So, it's its good and bad, I suppose. <laughs> you can pass news very quickly and not hog a whole screen, but when you're trying to say a lot of things at once, it, it can get kind of tough. It can get really tough. So, that's apparently what happened there. Time to pass out the awards before I end the show. Who's going to get the gold star this week? I don't know. We'll get to that next. <laughs> Fran Tarkinian Award goes to... Uh, 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 do I have to pass this out? Okay, I guess... Matt Asiata somehow getting 70 yards against the Packers, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Okay, Matt Asiata and Adam Thielen both playing well. Matt Asiata somehow getting 70 yards in a game the Vikings trailed from the get-go pretty much. Okay, I guess I'll give it to him. Matt Asiata with a Fran Tarkinian Award? Okay. Ah, uh, Tavares Jackson Memorial? It could go to a lot of people. Should I give it to Ponder? Yeah. I guess. 
You can also just go to Teddy Bridgewater's ankle too, in a lot of ways, because if he was out there, maybe the morale wouldn't have been as low. Oh, but overall, the Vikings defense was so bad, I think that we would have lost anyway, even if Bridgewater was out there. I mean, the Vikings defense was horrendous. Hopefully Bridgewater wouldn't have thrown a pick six, though. That's at least, uh, I mean, Ponder uh, accounted for about 14 of Green Bay's points. So, shoot. <laughs> it's, uh, it would have been 28, like I was saying. So, Mikey still would have been in probably trouble unless Bridgewater could somehow manage to get 31, which would have been awesome. Wait a minute, 31, huh, maybe the Vikings would have gotten 31. Ah, they probably wouldn't have. They didn't, just nobody was playing well for the most part. It would have been better, though, I'm sure, than Ponder, who was just completely ineffective. So, I'll give it to Christian Ponder. Tavares Jackson Memorial, we're going to be turning it to the Christian Ponder Memorial very soon. Because Christian Ponder is worse than Tavares Jackson. Spurgeon Wynn didn't get enough playing time to be to be worthy of such a memorial. Christian Ponder is going to be the new name of the award. Just not yet. Not until he's a former Viking. <laughs> so he's going to win his own award, basically, for this one. And very well deserved. Though, again, the Viking secondary, Captain Munderland, second straight week, looked pretty bad. Pretty doggone bad. Mm. But so did other people. So let's get to the stars. Who am I going to cast the stars out to this week? Mm. Gold star is going to go to... I'm going to pass out... I'm going to give the gold star to Carl O'Neill again. Carl O'Neill is going to get his second gold star already. Hopefully you're still listening. Yes, sir. The uh, silver star... Boy, it's a tougher one. I should have... I wish I had it ready to go, pretty much. It's like I almost should just write it down, shouldn't I? Right? But, uh, boy, Silver Star is going to go to... Man, what am I going to do? I'm going to give Silver Star to Dave Hickey. Dave Hickey out of Iowa is going to get the Silver Star. Yes, sir. Bronze Star is going to be a tie. For with uh, Brent Jacobson and Mark Carlson. Mark Carlson's going to be a bronze star. Wonderful things to say about uh, about the show and all that good stuff. Just, uh, you know, and really on point the whole time. Sebastian had a lot of good stuff to say here and there, too. Uh, Justin Day was also saying, ponder, ponder, ponder <laughs> in there, so I didn't even mention that one. I feel sorry. I, I, I'm ba- I feel bad about that. Um, yeah. Brent Jacobson with a good, solid call. And Mark Carlson with a lot of nice things to say. Dave Hickey's getting a silver. Carl O'Neill, this is it for you, your second gold star. Yeah, a well-deserved gold star. I mean, right on point. Might come off as negative at times, but then again, hey, he has, he has a damn good point. I don't care if he's, he's negative or not. It's it's true, damn it. <laughs> it's true. Tell it like it is. It was a it was a horrible game and a lot of frustration, and the team has more needs, more problems than just quarterback, without a doubt, with, with no ponder in there. And when Bridgewater's healthy, rock and roll. Then the quarterback situation's fine. And all the other positions won't be fine until they get addressed. They they have been addressed and at and they look better at times, but it's still a work in progress. Absolutely. So that's why Carl O'Neill is the gold star winner for this episode. All right. Well, 
we're going to be talking more positively, positively about the Vikings next week because I do predict a victory. Like I said, 24 to 17 in favor of the Minnesota Vikings. I think Detroit struggles in TCF. And I think Mike Zimmer gets this defense playing better than it has the past few weeks. And with Teddy Bridgewater in there, he is going to pump some fresh blood back into this Minnesota Vikings offense. And again, let's hope for the best <laughs> against that dangerous defensive line of Detroit. Which, uh, you know, well, you know, they've, they've people have gotten hurt playing against those guys. So hopefully it's not the case this time around with a guy whose ankle's probably still going to be slightly sore going into that game. I mean, ankles don't just heal overnight, and they don't just heal even in two weeks. You can play on it, but it still might hurt a little bit. A little bit. Just not as much as it would have in Green Bay. So with that, we're going to wrap this one up. Let's just, just I, I just got to get out of here now. Let's wipe this, let's wipe a clean slate, even though it's still a loss for the season, but let's just move on from it and hope for the best. Stay warm, because it's a lot colder now. And, boy, enjoy the fall colors. Enjoy that fall breeze, fall weather at TCF Bank Stadium against those Detroit Lions. Take care, everybody. 